today. Now we're going to end off dealing with Revelation chapter 11 and we are now going to look at the seventh trumpet. So we've had our parenthesis, we've gone and we've seen the two witnesses coming in and now we're looking at the seventh trumpet. So we've had that transition versus scripture that we discussed in verse 14 where the second woe had ended and now the third woe is beginning. The third woe being the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us look at Revelation chapter 11 verse 15 to 19, Amplified Version. For the seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom, dominion, rule of the whole world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of, of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell face downward and worshipped God, saying, To you we give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all, who are and who were, because you have taken your great power and your sovereignty, which is rightfully yours, and have now begun to rule. Verse 18. And the nations, Gentiles, became enraged, and your wrath and indignation came, and the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time came to reward your bondservants, the prophets and the saints, God's people, and those who fear you, uh, fear your name, the small and the great. And the time came to destroy the destroyers of the earth. Verse 19. And the temple of God, which is in heaven, was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple. And there were flashes of lightning, loud rumbles and peals of thunder, and an earthquake and a great hailstorm. So before we begin, I've given you another slide, same slide as the previous um, podcast, just a little bit updated with regards to the woes. So as you see, we've got the first four trumpets, Wormwood first pass, then the beginning of the abomination of desolation. We've got fifth trumpet, which is the abyss gets open. King Apollyon comes out of his horde of demons and embarks on a five month campaign of inflicting pain on those who were not marked by the beast in chapter 10 in and around the same event we have a big angel with a halo of uh, a rainbow halo around his head coming down and announcing this event we're going to start describing now the the third woe the second coming of the lord jesus christ and then we have the appearance in chapter 11 the first section of this chapter of the two witnesses who begin their uh, evidence of both judgment and salvation uh, on the Antichrist and they begin a 42 month program of ministry with regards to judgment and um, salvation preaching that and then five uh, we go into the as we progress onwards we go into two and a half months later we go into Wormwood the Bowls and then five uh, from from the start of the tribulation the great tribulation five months later we have the second woe four angels out of the abyss with their army of killer demons that get loosed and i think that they, they then go all the way through to the death and resurrection of the witnesses that campaign goes on all the way through to the death and the resurrection of the witnesses and that is when this woe now begins the seventh angel sounds his trumpet. So we've come out of the 
supplementals. We've come out of the parenthesis and now we go back to the chronological events of judgments in John's vision. And John now goes back in and sees in heaven a, the seventh angel with the seventh trumpet. And the third woe doesn't begin immediately, so it seems to me. Because now the seventh angel sounds his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying, so, so he sees events taking place in heaven prior to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth. And so we see these events now begin. Uh, a voice in heaven saying the kingdom, dominion rule of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. So when the seventh angel sounded, these loud voices now begin to announce the long anticipated, long expected reign of the Lord Jesus Christ over the whole world and the whole universe to begin. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. I want to read this to you. There's a couple of passages that I'm going to give for you, to you to read. But I'm not going to be reading the, 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 the big passages that I want you to read separately. But I'll let you know about them later on. But Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. And then I saw an angel descending from heaven, holding the key of the abyss, the bottomless pit, and a great chain was in his hand. Now remember I spoke to you about this angel and I think it's the same angel that came down and started the abyss uh, that opened up the abyss that starts the great tribulation and here I think the angel now ends the great tribulation as well. So he overpowered and laid hold of the dragon, the old serpent of primeval times, who was the devil and Satan and bound him securely for a thousand years, a millennium. Verse 3. And the angel hurled him into the abyss and closed it and sealed it above him, preventing his escape or rescue, so that he would no longer deceive and seduce the nations until the thousand years were at, at, an, at, at an end. After these things, he must be liberated for a short time. And then I saw thrones, and sitting on them were those to whom judgment, that is the authority to act as judges, was given. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God and those who had refused to worship the beast or his image and those who had not accepted the mark on their forehead and on their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead, the non-believers, did not come to life again until the thousand years were complete. This is the first resurrection, blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired. The holy and holy is the person who takes part in the first resurrection over their second death, which is eternal separation from God, the lake of fire, and no power or authority, but they were all, uh, they were all priests of God and of Christ, and they reigned with him a thousand years. And so here we have a definitive placement of the rapture what I believe is the rapture, uh, the first resurrection of the dead. Here we have a definitive placement of it. And from my perspective, it seems to take place at the end of the tribulation period where Satan now gets bound. Now, it's going to lead, a lot of, lead to a lot of confusion. 
with regards to this event. But this is clearly the first resurrection of the dead, which we attribute to be the, um, the rapture of the church as well. And this, this is why I tend to say that it, I, I, I accept a post-trib rapture. Uh, whether I'm right or wrong, we'll see. Time will tell. The rapture will tell. The resurrection of the dead will tell. But it seems to me that it's at the end of the tribulation period and it's at the beginning of the millennium reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 9, 6-7 For to us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. He shall rule on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. For that time forward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. I'm going to give you a whole lot of scriptures now with regards to uh, the millennium reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, what I believe the millennium reign of the Lord Jesus Christ to be. Daniel chapter 2, 35. The iron and the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer, summer, thre uh, from the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that no trace, not a trace of them could be found. And the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. That's talking about the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. His return and establishment of his kingdom. Daniel 2.44 in, 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 in the... Ah, let me repeat that. I'm getting tongue-tied. In the days of those final ten kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will its sovereignty be left for another people. And it will crush and put an end to all those these kingdoms, and it will stand forever. Daniel chapter 9, 26 and 27. But the court of the Most High will sit in judgment, and his dominion will be taken away, first to be consumed gradually, and then to be destroyed forever. Then the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole earth will be given to the people of the saints believers of the most high his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions will serve and obey him Zechariah 14 9 and the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day the Lord shall be the only one worshipped and his name the only one so this will happen after the seventh trumpet has run its course the third woe this is the culmination of the book of Revelation. Now, obviously, we're going to get to it because we are only midway through the book of Revelation at this point in time. But prior to the return of the Lord, the, active, the activation of the third woe, the trumpet, seventh trumpet sounds, and all this now takes place prior to Jesus actually leaving heaven and coming down. So it would seem. Once he comes down and establishes his throne, a thousand year reign and the establishment of his kingdom begins to take place. This thousand year reign will continue on until the devil gets released for a period of time at the end of the thousand years. The Bible says he gets liberated and released for a thousand years and goes around doing it. 
So you need to stop the podcast and read Revelation chapter 21 verse 1 all the way through to Revelation chapter 22 verse 5. Uh, and then you can also read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 24 and verses 27 to 28 as well. And that will give you the transition from the end of the millennium reign and we will discuss it when I get to these passages of scripture later on all the way through to the, the start of the new heavens and the new earth and basically you're looking at the separation of humanity and the separation of the angels the company of angels for eternity one group will go to be with the Lord in heaven and the other group will go to be with Satan and his angels in the lake of fire forever Let's go on. Verses 16 and verses 17. Verse, verse 16 and verse 17. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell face downward and worshipped God, saying, To you we give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all, who are, who were, because of you, because you have taken your great power and, the so and sovereignty, which is rightfully yours, and have now begun to reign. So we got the 24 elders. Their response to this announcement was to fall before God and begin worshipping God. And so in heaven, the response to the seventh angel's announcement is the worship of God. And probably on earth, the response to the impending return of the Lord Jesus Christ at the death of the two witnesses is distress, is stress, fear, loathing, hatred, and defiance and rebellion against God. The elders give thanks to God for His power and finally revealing His power and finally taking His authority. In the vision, He was about to do this. So Lord God, the Almighty stresses the uh, irresistible power, the sovereignty of God, and it's now become evident. And who art, who, who, who are and who was, who is, emphasizes the uninterrupted existence of God. The rule, the reign of Christ is about to begin. There is nothing anywhere in all existence that can stop what is about to take place. Verse 18. And the nations, Gentiles, became enraged. So heaven, worship, earth, hatred. And your wrath and indignation came, and the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time came to reward your bondservants, the prophets, and the saints, God's people, and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and the time came to destroy the destroyers of the earth. So raging response amongst the Gentiles and uh, the, we, we now see a transition into the judgment of the dead and the rewarding of believers and uh, the sovereignty of Christ being established and as he establishes his sovereignty, the generosity of his rewards to those who serve him. Um, the elders don't separate the different phases of judgment 
as they are separated in the closing chapters of the book of Revelation, they, they, they just start singing of the future judgment as though it's one event. Um, Mark 4, 29, but when the corn ripens, he immediately puts in the sickle to reap because the time of the harvest has come. So a lot of other scriptures don't seem to distinguish between the future judgments. Uh, John chapter 5, 28 and 29. Do not be surprised at this, for a time is coming when all those who are in the tombs will hear his voice, and they will come out, and those who did good things will come out to a resurrection of new life, but those who did evil things will come out to a resurrection of judgment that is to be sentenced. Acts 17, 31. Because he has set a day when he will judge the inhabitants of the world in righteousness by a man whom he appointed and destined for the task. And he, will, and he has provided credible proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. So there are two groups of people. The elders distinguish these two groups, the Old Testament, the New Testament prophets, who um, continue with their revelations, the saints, believers. And so the, the, the elders also anticipated the destruction of the wicked and those who were responsible for the destruction of the earth are going to receive divine judgment as well. And so this judgment now gets sung about and, and, and John soon going to learn of the destruction of the destroyers of the planet. Namely, Babylon, the beast, the false prophet and Satan. So there are specific judgments that are now going to come. And John is now going to start to talk about specific judgments on each one of these groups I've just mentioned. Babylon, the beast, the false prophet and Satan. Verse 19, and the temple of God which is in heaven was opened and the ark and his covenant appears in, the, in his temple and there were flashes of lightning, loud rumbles and peals of thunder and an earthquake and a great hailstorm. So what we've got to do here is we've got to remember that taking all of these when we come to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ and deal with it later on in, in, in Revelation, we add all these thoughts together, we add lightning, rumbles, peals of thunder, earthquakes, hailstorms, and we put them all together to give us a visual picture of what this return is going to look like. So John sees heaven opened, and in heaven he sees that there is a, the ark of the God's covenant gets revealed, and the ark basically is the, 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 the symbol, the emblem of his faithfulness, his, his, his presence, his atonement for the children of Israel. And now we look at each of these events that happen around this time and then we're going to go we go back to the chronological sequence of what takes place on earth in chapter 16 verse 1 so we go back and we start looking at all of this all right so have a look at the um, slide again have a look at events that take place at the beginning of the tribulation and start gaining an idea a picture of the sequence of events that begin to take place in and around um, these these uh, next three the, the next three and a half years of the Great Tribulation. That'll be it. We're going to be looking at chapter 12 next. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you've got any questions? Send me an email, and I'll try and either attempt to answer it via a podcast or I'll just send you a private email back. God willing, Tom willing. That's it. God bless. Thank you.